Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters. Welcome, welcome to our weekly positivity podcast. And I want to take a moment to reflect on the passing of um, Rabbi Harold Kushner uh, this past week. Uh, Rabbi Kushner um, wrote a book that certainly if you haven't read it, you have heard of it. Um, and that is when bad things happen to good people and reflecting on that whole question, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, they do. And this book was born for those who may not know the story, or I may remind you, the book was born out of his own experience of having a son born who had uh, a condition called progeria. And progeria is where you age rapidly so that his seven, eight, nine-year-old son was like a 62-year-old. The body might be a, a, a little boy inside it, but the body was aging at such a rapid pace that the child appeared as if... Um, as if to be in an elderly body and died at the age of 13, I believe it was. Um, And so he had to question. He said, all my life, I prayed to God. I've lived the life I thought I was supposed to live. And this happens to me. This happens to my boy. And Kushner struggled to make sense of it. He once told me that, you know, the greatest questions we can ask in our lifetime are the questions that emerge from the life we live and that was very much what happened to him and i had written a book um um called sacred wounds succeeding because of life's pain it was my second book uh, published by harper collins and at the time i had reached out to um Rabbi Kushner, uh, for a for a blurb, many authors will reach out to people and say, would you mind reading my manuscript? Would you consider blurbing it? And I had received blurbs from Ellie Wiesel, which a blessed memory. Uh, I had received blurbs from some best-selling authors in America, from Deepak Chopra and from uh, Kristen Hanna and others. But um, I really uh, wanted to... Um, you know, and hope that I the manuscript would please Rabbi Kushner. But he challenged me because in uh, the introductory chapter to the book, I spoke of Job and of the way that Job reacts in the Bible, you know, having God being the example of God can bless you, but also you can go through terrible things. And that Job, here Job is taking it, you know, and basically saying to his wife uh, when she confronts him about it, he said, can we only be praising God when we get good news or good things happen to us? What about when bad things happen to us? Isn't God still God? And um, I presented that form of Job and, and, and said that sacred wounds was really a response to Job in the sense that 
I was uncovering ways in which different individuals I encountered throughout the world, including Simon Wiesenthal, including uh, Vaclav Havel, who was uh, had led the Velvet Revolution uh, and the creation of the Czech Republic. Um, people I had had personal connections with and and interactions with who I said were uh, products of what I called sacred wounds, which was, um, I came to understand it was a, it was a, a, a title that actually my mother-in-law, Marion Solomon, gave me uh, in, in, and she said, here, you can use it. Uh, she was considering that title for something. And it very much reflected my thinking that, we are wounded in life. You cannot go through life without being wounded. But that you are wounded, uh, and yet there is there is value in the wound. In other words, I talked about the fact that um, um, my marriage, my first marriage imploded, um, no blame on either side, uh, other than to say that we're, we all take part. There are two sides to every story, maybe three sides sometimes. Who knows? Uh, but uh, that uh, that these things happen, and what do you take from it? And the wound is there, sure, the suffering, the hurt. But when you're able to drain through time or through activity or through therapy or through whatever it might be, um, able to drain the poison of that wound, you'll find that there's something left behind. There's a light left behind. There is what what I called the sacred wound. What's sacred about it is that there's illumination. I understood things after the hurt that I went through, and I managed to incorporate what I learned into my life and became a better dad than I would have been otherwise. Now, that doesn't mean you wish for the hurt, but what do you do when it comes to you in life? And in the book of Job that I'm talking about, in the book of Job, the basic understanding, the most simplistic understanding is Job sits there and he's faithful through it all. Good things happen, bad things happen, tragedies happen. He's still praising God. And then at the end, he's rewarded for his faithfulness, but not after going through hell. And you, if you're any kind of thinking person, you have to question the book. I don't know, care whether you're religious or non-religious, you have to ask the question, you know, why the heck is this in the Bible? Why is, what kind of God would put a person through that? What, just to prove a point? And in the book, you, you find a character named Satan. That's the first time we hear this thing that would later be developed further in Christianity and so forth as the name Satan. Uh, but Judaism, it's a, it's a, it's the one place you found that Satan, which is translated as the opponent. The opponent to God asked the question, well, sure. And was this an angel? Was this a, just a, a literary device? But sure, Job is faithful to you when things are happening that are all good. You bless him with wonderful crops and a wonderful family. Try throwing a little bad luck his way and see how faithful he is. And it becomes a test of faithfulness. Um, and ultimately, Job passes the test based on it. Well, I incorporate this at the introduction of Sacred Wounds, and I said, Rabbi Kushner, what do you think of this? And he says, you could totally misunderstand Job. And, and really, the essence 
as he had come to understand it after going through the whole experience of his son's um, condition of progeria and, and questioning his relationship with God. And he had come to the decision when bad things happen to good people that God sort of creates this world. It's like we're a bunch of marbles in it and then shakes it up and gets it going. And certain things are going to happen. It's not that God planned it that way, according to Rabbi Kushner, but that, you know, molecules get shaken up in a certain way. And, you know, sometimes it's the birth of a baby and sometimes it's cancer. And that he came to understand that God didn't control all that. God is what helped him through it. For, for Rabbi Kushner, God is, is, is what he turned to for the strength, the connection that he understood of how to make it through, which in some ways was for me what the point of sacred wounds was. What is the point of our wounds? It's to draw the sacredness of it, it's to draw the light of it. If your heart breaks, that's how the light gets in, right? Goes the quote. It's, 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 it's in the shattering of one thing that we allow light, uh, light out. And Kushner points out that there are two parts of the book of Jonah, uh, two part, uh, parts to the book of Job, and that there is, yes, an initial simplistic beginning and ending to it where Job is faithful and suffers uh, you know, all the tribulations that happen to him, but maintains his faith and then at the end is rewarded. But in the middle is a whole poem, which is a different Job. And were these written by two different people? Um, and he he points out that in that Job, that poem of Job that Job is questioning, Job isn't silent about it, he's questioning what the heck? Uh, and he and he argues, you know, that when the Cone Brothers in 2009 made the movie a, a Serious Man, it was the retelling of the Book of Job in modern dress. Um, he said they also didn't understand the divided nature of the Book of Job. Their protagonist, he points out in an article in, in Tablet in 2012, he says the... Their protagonists, uh, like Job, uh, of the simplistic understanding uh, in the Bible, uh, wonders why bad things keep happening to him, but never raises his voice to complain to God. And yet, as Kushner points out, 90% of the biblical book of Job portrays a Job who repeatedly challenges God's fairness. And this is what Kushner was saying to me. Jan, you need to understand you're misunderstanding. I mean, you're, you need to understand that you're misunderstanding the book of Job if you think it's only about a person silently accepting his fate. No. Buried within it, embedded within the book, is a challenge to God. How can you be fair? And don't each of us feel that at some point? How can this be fair? My mom has cancer. Or my friend has uh uh is suffering you know my in-laws uh, have dementia uh early set dementia this one lost their job this one their spouse cheated on them i lost all my money in the market what all kinds of things little and large 
and the question of fairness looms over our lives. Kushner pointed out to me that we asked the question, why does this happen to me? He said that was the question that I asked after my son's death. He says, you might believe the fable in the book of Job, the beginning and the ending that seemed to present a Job who doesn't ask questions. It's a simple story, using clear, simple language. But he said the palm embedded inside employs a rich vocabulary. It most important difference is that in the simple version, Job tells his wife, should we accept only good from God and not accept evil in chapter 2? Whereas for the first, the first thing that Job does in the central section of the book of Job, Kushner points out, is to curse the unfairness of his fate. Isn't that you and me? How can you not relate to that during the pandemic and everything that follows and different aspects of our lives? We curse the unfairness. This is not fair. And what gives us the strength to get through it? For some, it might be some spiritual being. It is a, for others, it may be nature. It may be poetry. It may be art. It may be the softness of a friend's touch or the rich healing of laughter. Yes, the rain falls equally, Kushner points out, on the fields of honest and dishonest farmers. Malignant tumors afflict charitable and selfish people without distinction. But is there not, perhaps, a third dimension to our search for meaning where we can find a merging of the simplistic with the more complex? with the simple question, why did this happen to me? And a follow-up, now what am I going to do about it? How will I respond? Here's to a world in which Rabbi Kushner envisioned that people would come to recognize that in working together, they may find their third response they may find emerging of the simple and the more complex to a world of meaning and a world of inner strength. Yes, good things happen bad and to good people and bad. And bad things happen to bad people and good. To each and every one of us, we have an opportunity to find the sacred in our wounds and to find a bit more light in that understanding, in that asking of questions, and in that search for strength. I wish for for you this coming week more strength, more understanding, more lifting yourself up, Here's to your life, Rabbi Harold Kushner. And here's to life for all of L'chaim. 
Till next week, I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is all that matters.